only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit <laughs> Yeah, it's a post that I put up the other day about, you know, the uh, the dude to get kicked out of the show. With I his saw girl. you see my comment. They still in there yeah. talking about it, and I posted this like you know two days ago. I was all up they in. They still up in the comments. I section. booed. I booed Leslie's comments. Oh man, everybody getting it, man. Like, I nah, was like man. hell no. Nah. Why? But I did say, and a lot of people agreed that me as a guy, how I get down, it never would have got that far because I would have told her to shut her ass up a yeah, long time but, ago. But you gotta take you gotta take what you would do out and just stick yeah. to the. Stick to the scenario. A lot of people, scenario. a lot of people was like, "I would never, I would never even yeah. disrupt the trip." But, but she once did. You, once you do that, you you lose the. But whole the fact that every, I only saw two girls say, "You don't have to leave." I acted a fool. Everybody else was like, "You got to come with me." What? Because you acted a fool. That doesn't make sense That's to what me. I was. Because that I does asked, not make sense to me. I posed the question to Sabrina, and she was just like. She was asking for like context. Are we in the middle of nowhere? Is it safe outside? I'm like, it's just a comedy club. Usually, comedy clubs are not in the middle of nowhere, and so you know, you can chill at the bar or you can just you know find something to do. And the way I'm built, the way I'm put together, like if you you disrupt the show and you ruin it for me, and then if you like, you know what? I'm gonna just take this L. I'll see you after the show. Just enjoy. I might leave with you on the strength that you owned it. And you was willing to let me stay. I'd be like, no, you know what? Let's stick together. I'll go out. But if you come back with an attitude and then expect me, and then you force me to leave, if I do leave, I'm not talking to you for like two weeks. It's going to be awkward around the house. I can tell you right now, I'm not leaving. I'm going to just be pissed off. Because you're a grown woman. You fumbled the ball. It's all on you. Why do I have to leave with you? And you know me. Once I spent my money, oh, <laughs> I'm not leaving. Money was spent. Money was spent. And you ruined I'm it? I'm not leaving. And you want me to leave with you? And then if you're going to hit me with the threat, well, some other dude will oh, take well, the other dude. Bye. I don't do that. I don't know. Let's explain for the audience what happened. Are we, oh, we rolling? Oh, we've been live. Oh, we, was, we, was, we was fully in. Let me. So we here is the deal, y'all. We, at, at, at one of the shows this weekend in Orlando, there was a couple there. They was excited to see me. They were, they were fans. And so the the lady in in the in the couple, she was chatty. She was like everything I was saying. She was chiming in on. Well, you got to get a backstory about how she did with the host. Oh, I'm gonna do that later. Me, okay. Uh, so so I'm up there just being nice, even though she's chatty. I'm like, yo, they fans. They drove in from Jacksonville. Let me be super nice. And I noticed that she was like really chatty. Like anytime I asked her something, she would go on and on. And then I could feel the audience just like. Ugh. I was like, and then it got to a point where I was like, all right, I can hear the audience turning on you. You're going to have to chill out a little bit. They were like, yeah. The audience started clapping. I was like, man, <laughs> what what, what happened here? And so shortly thereafter, I see staff interacting with them. And, like, you know, and the next thing you know, I'm, I'm still trying to do my jokes. And I noticed the audience is not really engaged. They like, because they focus on, on the couple and what's going on there. So I'm like, man. So I started talking about that. Everybody's all in. And then they, they get kicked out. And so the dude. 
that was sitting next to them gives me the scoop like yeah they came and asked her to leave she left but then she came back and made her man leave and i was like oh they drove in from jacksonville mind you the man was a model audience member he was laughing having a great time doing what he was supposed to do you know since spoke when spoken to and then would hush and then uh then i come to find out later on i was like oh man and then it's like yeah she was rude to the host i was like she was rude to the host because i felt bad but once i found out she was rude to the host i was like oh well then get out of here get out of here so i posed the question on my uh instagram page i was like ladies would you make your man leave with you let's ask you mike you 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 ruined the show you and tony at the show you ruined it he may never speak to me again well, yeah, but if but I ruin the show, would you make him leave? I wouldn't make him do anything. I would see if he left. Uh-huh. I would just go and I would see if he left. But if I'm acting like that, right. was she drunk already? I don't know if she was drunk. She didn't have a drunk vibe. She it didn't. Just like and she, she, she didn't give me any problems. Uh-huh. She was rude to the host. The host said something about having no ass. And she was like, yeah, you ain't got no ass. And then he said something back to her like, you don't have to talk. And the audience erupted like, yeah, shut your ass up. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, you don't have to talk. So she was already going. But when I came up, she said nothing. Mm-hmm. So all she said was like, we were having a good time. And then when he came back up, she was back chatty. So then she when she like, got booted, you know what I mean? He left, right? He left with her. Yeah. So Tony was like, would you make a man leave? So you have a picture you, of the couple? I got a picture. I'm going to grab the picture yeah. real quick. But if you was the girl, would you, you make talking, would you, would you leave? Would you come back and make Tone leave, or would you just take the L? I would take the L, but I've been in the opposite situation. My friend didn't know the etiquette to comedy clubs, and I was just like, oh, please be quiet right now. Oh, please. I'm not going to say which friend it was, but I was like, all right, I will leave with her. Oh, she got booted? No, but she was, I was getting uncomfortable because she didn't understand, like, this isn't about you. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have to go out with her because I'm going to see her. Yeah. She's going to be part of my life, whereas the comedy club won't. Okay. But if you got the boot, you wouldn't be like, Tony, let we leave it. Well, she's already acting ignorant, or I would already be acting ignorant. Yeah. I'm assuming I would be way too drunk at this point. So I have no control over my actions, and I yeah. would not remember. This is them. Oh. He was he was chilling. He was he was, he was my, cool. He was having this, a great time. Great, man, but she was just... She looks like she'd go to the manager. She's the type. <laughs> Get your manager. They yeah. was done. Yeah. This is them from Jacksonville, Florida. They drove in to Orlando. I'm not but sure. But it gets to a point where, like like he is. said, the crowd is like, we don't like you. Yeah. So it's like. But, yeah, anyway, he posed the question, you know, would you make your man leave? And 99% was like, if I we they leave, I got like, And I'm like, you know, you messed it up. Why we got to go? What, what, if what I, I messed it up for? for my girl, I'm honestly, honestly and truly, I'm not just saying this to save face. If I know I ruined everything, I'll wait. I'll be like, I'll take the L. I'll be sitting out here. I'll be on my phone. It's only 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's not like three hours you got to wait. It's not like a ball game and you get kicked out in the first quarter. This is like a comedy show. You know, and so I would take the L if I were ruined. But that's just same scenario. Mm-hmm. I saw this happen at Kevin Hart when Kevin was working on his special at in Burbank, and uh-huh. everybody, you know, everybody was there. It specifically says no phones outside. A girl had her phone out front row. She got booted. Her friends was like, "Bye, right? Like, we are gonna yeah watch this show. I'm sorry, that's on you. That's on yada yada yada. Everybody, she she was like a group of six, and she walked outside and she just waited outside. Yeah. And they they was like, we finishing the show. Like you, why should we all have to leave? Of course, because you ruined it. And, and the, the same rules thing relationship. Laid out. Like you did this. I shouldn't have to leave. And what kind of partner are you of mine to want to ruin my fun? Because you acted an ass. 
this has happened before with them, clearly. <laughs> and that's what everybody was saying. They was like, he... So then we, we, we went to other scenarios, like, because I'm like, well, if that's me, that never happens because I'm checking her before Tony has to security. I'm like, shut your ass up. Right. Like, this, be quiet. Just squeeze the hand a little bit. So people are like, well, he's obviously used to dealing with that, yada, 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 whatever. But... Every woman was like, "If y'all go, we go," and I was like, "I don't agree with that at all." I don't, I don't, I ain't feeling it. And if it was like he said, if it was on the reverse end, let's say we going to see her favorite singer, and I'm acting ass, I'm not gonna make her miss no, that show. Absolutely. That's me. You I'll enjoy leave. the show. I'll sit outside. I'll sit in the car. Or whatever. I like, ruined not, it. My bad. Yeah. I'll see you. I'll be in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I'm not doing that. That's selfish. Mad selfish. That's hella selfish. And I'll be like, man, I'm disappointed in you, women. And then someone was like, well, he could just cuss me out in the car on the way home. But you still ruined his night. I'm going to be cussing you out for a full month. (laughs) It take me a while to get over stuff, especially something that unnecessary. Oh, Well, can he take her anywhere? I don't know. I don't know, man. And then I said, I'm staying, and I'll just take the fight in the car. I don't. I don't care, and I'm gonna win that fight because I'm like you was wrong. I don't give a we damn what you said. We did nothing wrong. Yet. I did nothing wrong. So you can get all the attitude you want. I, you can have it. I don't give a shit. Like I'm not because that's great. That's grounds for breaking up with somebody. Yeah. yeah. If you I do this care. on an early date, you'd be like, man, watch out, watch out, man. She was talking too much at the last show. Yep. I had yeah. to dump her. Now in context, they're newlyweds. They've been married for a year, so he's got a long. He's uh, <laughs> got a long years ahead of him, man. And maybe that was just a, she was in rare form. It could have been an off night for incident. her. And, you know. It could have been isolated. Mm-hmm. It could have been, maybe she learned something, yeah. you know, tonight. We'll Next see. show. She I, I really would like to contact them again, like to, to see how everything's going, what happened. And clearly she can, know, she does know that. Because during my set, she was silent. She was chilling. She She said one thing and it was a positive comment and then. And everything was she it. was saying to me, it was friendly. It was like she yeah. was just excited, but she was just trying. She didn't know the etiquette of comedy shows. Mm-hmm. She got too comfortable with me interacting. Because as soon as I hit the stage, I went right to them and gave them energy, feedback. So she was like, oh, I, this is what we yeah. can do all night. But nah. the audience didn't like her because she was friendly with him, but she was mean to the host. And that's why they didn't like her. I think audience does get annoyed with chime back and forth, but they already didn't like her from the jump. because She was like, you ain't got to talk. Mm. He was like, I, I, I uh, and he was newer too, so he didn't really know. Like, yeah, how he to, didn't do the. He didn't know how to deal down. with it, you know. It's so. not an interactive event. Nah. This is uh, nah. It can be. It just depends on you know the. And I went up there the defensive because I was waiting for it. I was about to be like, "Shut your ass up!" But she was just nice to me, so I was like, "Oh, so you saw her go with the host?" Yeah. Okay. So I already came up with the energy. Like, right. she, I'm destroying her. I'm but the audience, her. I saw in the comments, they was like, we was ready for you to lay into it. <laughs> so the audience was waiting on me, like, oh, he yeah, got to kill her. I didn't see none of the show. Well, I didn't see none of the, the beginning part of the show. So I, it was all new. So anyway, but forget all that, man. We got kids. We got kids. Daddy issues. Still. It was the longest intro of all time. <laughs> if that was a movie coming on, it would have been on 30 minutes, and then it would have showed the title of the movie. Uh, I we, like movies like that though. I don't mind it. That start halfway, and you like, oh, what happened? And they go yeah. back in time. I don't mind that. Um, we back, man. You know what I'm saying? Back on daddy issues. My oldest son, he did a uh, episode of Sabrina's podcast, Life's a Joke. I saw that. He came through and uh, he uh, he did her show. So if you haven't seen it, Sabrina the Plug on YouTube. She has a podcast, usually co-hosted by his wife, Gotti, and uh, it's called Life's a Joke living with comedians and so forth and so on. 
had my son on there asking them questions. And their uh, my youngest son just had a birthday, September 5th. Yeah. So he's 19? He's 18 now. So oh, he he's can eight? vote. Oh, okay, okay. He can vote. Eighteen. He's know, a responsible guy to be. I'm glad. You know, certain people turn eighteen. He's like, yeah, eighteen. I, I want man. you to be able to vote. Eighteen. He's I feel. I feel like he man. would just really just analyze who he's voting. He for would. And why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't get caught up in the hype of, of stuff, and just like you know, truly make an informed voting choice. Um, that's. I, who did I vote for last election? Stein. I think that's who I voted. I voted for Jill Stein last election. A lot because a lot of people were like, when I go in on Trump, well, Hillary, your girl. I hated I'm like, Hillary. that ain't my girl. Yeah, I, I didn't vote for Stein Hillary. Too. Yeah, I didn't yes. vote for Hillary. I didn't like Hillary at all. People automatically assume you either voting Democrat or Republican. I'm neither. No, no, I'm neither. You, you, you could catch me vote for a Republican. And then people was like, you split the vote. First of all, I live in California, which is going to be blue. Every year, yeah. so me voting for nothing in California. Yeah, Hillary actually won in general. They just electoral college, so right. don't put that. You split mm. the vote. It only matters in those states where it really comes down to the, yeah. you know, it and people not even looking moment. at the big problem: the fact that they made it a two-party system. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not on us. Right. They did that. Like you have to choose one or the other instead of just have a bunch of people and we get to vote on whoever the hell we want to. Mm-hmm. Right. They did like the party seven, system. Eight that people yeah. up in there. No two parties. That ain't us. But people be so caught up in the. Right, you got to pick a side. The hell I do. I don't have to do that. We got fifty states, but we supposed to pick between two yeah. sides. They should just Out honestly. Of 50 states? Who wants to run? Like you do anything else? Who wants to run? Put it in a circle. You vote. Right. In two party system. That's them. They should fight to the death. I would be down with that. They should fight to the death. <laughs> and then the one that dies couldn't stand. run the next year. So yeah, perfect. We're getting rid of politicians. He was tired anyway. <laughs> I think Bernie Sanders got some scrap in him left. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, not I, with that speed no, bag. Did you see? <laughs> that speed bag <laughs> gave him the business. <laughs> well, I didn't see. Oh, you hit the speed bag. <laughs> I've never seen dog. anybody get hit by Ever. a speed bag. Ever. <laughs> speed bag was like, oh, yeah, pat. He hit that thing, it bounced back, hit him in the head. He man, like, he looked like that gif on, on in the iPhone and the kid be like, man, I was like, I've you never think, seen that. Yeah. You think he could take Donald Trump? Yeah, I think he could take Trump. I think he could take Trump. Trump Sanders and I think Trump fight. would be out of gas and like oh, you mean one, in, the, in the physical scrap? You said a fight to the death. I don't know, man. Once I saw the speed bag footage, I was like, man, if the speed bag can get you, Donald Trump might sock you up. <laughs> you just got to dodge take a Trump. off and throw it in his eyes. I can't Donald see. Trump looks meaty and solid, man. He's he meaty. might. He's you know super I mean? meaty. He's meaty. But I don't see him, if he can run around the ring a little bit. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see Donald Trump. That's what I'm saying. Running. I see Trump getting gassed really fast. Man, I don't know, man. We'll go Bernie, all it takes is that one. Yeah. One hit. One hit a quitter. Dodge. Yeah. And I seen Donald Trump in that wrestling ring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You never know. You never know, man. I'm 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 in a good place with the kids now. You know what I'm saying? Especially after hearing Serene on Life's a Joke and just hearing him talk about you know his relationship with me with somebody else. I was just like, all right. He was cool. Yeah, because you know we worry as parents. He was cool. Man, am I spending enough time? Did I do enough? You know, do I need to? You know, because as they grew, you know, it was just because we was together all the time. And then all of a sudden, you know, they got lives. They want to do this. They want to do that. They got dates. They hanging out with their girl. So, you know, but as a parent, I just want to still make sure that I was, you know, doing enough in the mix. Y'all good. And and that's what you want. You want independence. And so, you know, so now I'm at a good place where it's just like, all right, they're good. You know, we, we, we did a good job. 
they good to go now. And so And they're very smart men, you know. Mm-hmm. She asked, you know, who would you pick as your taboo partner? He was like, oh, well, we Keon. Go. So I mean they he raised <laughs> fantastic kids. It was an easy pick though. <laughs> it was an easy pick. <laughs> Keenan's mean. He gets mean to his teammates. Keenan's gotten way better. He got six last time. He did. He did. He had a that was the best round I ever seen. Ever. He's but he ever argued had. it. He's like, I got more than that. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. He never that was the highest I've ever seen you get. <laughs> He, oh, he argued that he got more than six. Yeah, there's fourteen tacos all over again. Man, what does like, he that's, be? That's the best round you've ever had, ever. Like Not even close. He's only got. I think his high was four. Because Kenan will yell at you if you don't get the clues. He won't even switch up the clues. He'll just get pissed. And DC is super, you know, hit or miss. And Hello. then uh, Brandon Lewis is hardly ever there. And then Chaz is. Uh, nobody really remembers tra- Chaz's track record. Yeah. But King Keon's is consistent, so you know, of course, Serene was like Keon, you know? and I was taken off the board. Oh, Serene's new song is good. It's a boss up. Yeah, that's, that's a single. Yeah. That's like a it? good song. Okay, I would what, dance to that song. What kind of music do you listen to? It depends. Uh-huh. Because if it's dance music, it's African fusion mm-hmm. or uh, dance hall, or like it's gotta be good, good hip hop rap. Right. Like, like melody wise, but if it's skating music, uh-huh. then it's like classic rock, and you need the extended notes. Yeah, so classic it's rock, huh? Two sides of the spectrum, depending yeah. on what I'm doing. Okay, I never, I never knew what you listened to in the vehicle. In the vehicle. Oh, the vehicle, because the vehicle's different. You know what I mean? That's pop music, because mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll listen to stupid pop music and just be like, Dah. like current pop. Yeah. Okay. Radio. I know what's on the you radio. You listen to the radio? I love the radio. Uh, judgment. <laughs> judgment. Everything good? Uh, he fell or something like that. You got to go get him? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Boom. He got to go get Keelan, y'all. Keep us posted, though. Um. That's uh. That's yeah. serious. Yeah. All right. And then they called. I'm like, oh, man. Well, um. I guess I'll move into his seat. I'm not on camera right now. So I guess I'll move over. And you got kids now, man. Oh, man. You got kids now. You got two kids. Come on over here. You listen to the radio, though, man. It's, I can't do it. I cannot do regular radio. Mm-mm. But you got to know what people are doing. What no, I don't. I don't. No? No. Man. Uh, that, oh, that sounds like something like... I guess this is daddy issues, but that's something like my dad would say, like, oh, these kids today. It's not even the kids today. Here's what I don't like about the radio and like, uh, but it, like I, I listen to 94.7, The Wave. Yeah. Well, it's got to be like a specialized like station where they only play this and that. If it's just a regular pop station, we just playing what's hot right now. It's just you forcing me to like certain songs. Instead of just going through a, a traditional organic playlist, it's just like, all right, we're gonna keep this going once in an hour, and it's just like, uh, I can't, I can't trust the 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 playlist, and so, so that's why. Oh, thanks, though. Keep us posted. Yeah, let us know. Yes, bye, bye, Kendrick. Um, Cameron, you gotta okay. So yeah, so so with that, it comes like like if I was on like serious radio, and you got like a a certain hip hop, or even on Pandora, when you can make a a station based on a certain artist, and then and everything comes together. Yes, but like, cause I like I like new music. I don't want I don't want to get it twisted to where I don't listen to nothing new. I do. I listen to new stuff all the time, 
And you know, I like I like finding new artists and stuff like that. It's just the radio dictating what I'm about to listen to. But you gotta know what our overlords want you to think. Mm. Like <laughs> when they play music, mm. what music they're playing, and what the message is. Right. So that's I'm always curious to know. Okay, so what are they trying to make me believe? Like Tony Valentino will watch. Tony Valentino's my man, mm. and he's the director. For people who don't know, he's behind the scenes, like doing everything all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but he listen. He will watch the news. I'm like, why you watch that? You know, they're right. just trying to program. And he's like, I want to know why what they're trying to make me believe. Ah, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. It really makes sense for the news. Music done. I don't know. But I, I definitely feel like there's an agenda with radio and what's hot and what's, you know, because if you look at, let's say hip-hop, for example. when Because um, I grew up in the 80s, 90s, and so, you know, I saw the transition from, like, rap with a message mm-hmm. that was being popular on the radio to to the to the materialistic rap, to the, to the uh, no, no, it went, it went, Super, it went super, we're having a good time, and we're making words rhyme, and we're doing this, we're doing that. And then it went into, you know what I'm saying, racism is alive and well in this country, fight the power, you know what I'm saying, take the president down. It got real political knowledge itself, you know, I'm black and I'm proud. And then it became, um, then it went to the thug, like, you know, drugs, gangs, shooting each other. In the transition into materialistic, you know, we we drinking this, we wearing this, mm-hmm. we hooking up with mad chicks. And Air then, Force Ones came out like, oh, you're supposed to buy these shoes. Now we got product placement. Now we, you know, Air Force Ones and like, you know, and then, and so all of this just, and you just see the transition. But, you know, uh, I, I would like for us to get back into the, you know, real Real issues rap, you know what I'm saying? Talk about what's going on in the government. Talk about what you're going through in your neighborhood. Talk about family issues, depression. So I, I like pockets like that. And artists like that, like, you know, if you look at the top three rappers right now, Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drake is popular because he caters to the to the female audience. He taps into that base. And Kendrick is more of a... Super, he's super cerebral. We'll talk about social issues, what's going on, speaking from the people's point of view. And J. Cole does it the same way, more poetically, in mm-hmm. terms of like, you know, but it comes from a real place dealing with insecurities, you know, racism in America. Those are the top three rappers in terms of, you know, straight popularity with their albums. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of people coming out with hit singles, but mm-hmm. like those three right there. I like the Three Kings, and, and and it shows that people want the the real. They do. Even even if you look, and it's not even really a race thing. It's like you look at Public Enemy's white audience is massive, even though they were talking about racism in this country. They were like, yeah, you know. And uh, so we're talking about real stuff. They're talking about real stuff, and the white audience connects with that kind of hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the fl- but it's the fluff. The radio keeps pumping. Just keep the fluff going. The the cars and the women cash. Well, it's cr- it's interesting because I'll go past the country station. And I was like, well, there's a time where country was about real stuff too, mm-hmm. and there's still some real stuff. Yeah. But there's also a lot of fluff. There's a lot of fluff coming out. You know, yeah. just oh man, what was what was that song about? Uh, I I don't know, but it was about how they. Country people wanted big butts too. I forget the name of the song, 
<laughs> but they want that. Yeah. And it's about, you know, trucks, buy trucks, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm like, well, there's, what is it, like six people who own all the stations now? Uh, That's what they want us to do. Consumerism. They say Ford is like, hey, keep that going. Yeah. You know, we selling so many F-150s because of this song. Keep it going. The Chevy half ton. Let's go. You know, uh, you can't trust it. That's why I just turn the radio off. As soon as I get in the car, I'll plug in what I got going. Immediately. Yeah, that's true. But then I would never have heard Tatiana if I oh, had on the radio. Oh, I can't stand that song. I hate it. <laughs> I hate that song. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not. I'm not a guy that you know, because a lot of people think, "Oh, you old. You don't like what's hot and new." No, it's not that at all. You know, I listen to new music all the time, but that, nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. Oh man, how did that get on the radio? Easy. They just took it up there, and it just, you know, somebody makes a dance to it on social media that goes viral, and then boom, you got a hit song. I don't know why there's not more dance hall and African fusion on the radio. We just need somebody to 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 make a dance go viral to that song, and then boom. Yummy yeah, Ella Day, Bounce. That's probably the best song I've heard in a minute. You can't not dance to that song. I don't think I heard that one. Well, I can't play I it now because yeah, of yeah, copyright, mm-hmm. but after, I'll, I'll play that song. I'm like, this is the danciest song. Yeah. She's Nigerian, I think. Mm-hmm. But she she has, and speaking of female artists, Yemi Alade, mm-hmm. she has got some of the best dance singles okay. coming out. Straight out of Africa. Straight out. Straight out. She got the accent and everything? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's dope. Oh, yeah. African fusion, that's the thing. That's dope, man. What else is going on in these streets, man? Because we lost, we lost Keon. Hopefully, Key, Key looks good. Yeah, we lost Keon right now. We were going to talk about the mess he got into on Instagram yesterday. But oh. <laughs> we, we're going to wait until next week. Okay. Okay. So, child care. Don't mm-hmm. look at the screen. Okay. I guess, can't even read it from here anyway. Guess how much child care costs in California per I, month. I feel like... I want to say forty thousand a month, but I'm, I'm gonna just aim a little bit more realistically and bring in an average for the state. I'm gonna say twenty-seven thousand dollars a month. <laughs> it costs for a four-year-old uh, nine hundred and fifty-six dollars a month. Oh, I was way off. Yeah, and for an infant, fourteen hundred and twelve. Okay, all right. Um, that. that- are you thinking per year? I was thinking a month. Because <laughs> I know child care is ridiculous, especially when you have a younger child. It's off the chain. So I was like 27000 a month. But but that was ridiculous for me to go there because a month is crazy. But 1400 a month. A month. That's a lot. What are you paying? Oh, I'm not going to ask, but it's more expensive than a four-year public college. Wow. And that, that's rent. That's rent. That's mortgage. Yeah. You know, we're really out like Southern California. That's that's rent. That could be rent for like a one bedroom. Oh yeah. And that's just for the child. It was for one child. And you still got you still got to pay the fourteen hundred for the child. You still got to pay your rent, your utilities, your car note. You know, how are you making it? I have no idea how people have Man. kids. I'm like, how are you making it? Especially, oh God forbid, if you're single. You know what I mean? Fourteen hundred a month. Oh, 
You can get tax breaks. So if you're single and you're not making anything, it probably makes more sense to completely quit your job and that go way you on get welfare. The yeah. Because otherwise, how? What kind of job are you working where you have an extra fourteen hundred? An extra, yes. Because those infants are super pricey, man. I remember the boys uh, when we first started taking them to daycare. They went to this daycare called University Daycare. It was right across the street from the uh, New Mexico State. And I can't remember how much we were paying. But, um, you know, it wasn't – I don't remember it being too ridiculously nosebleed expensive. But, you know, you know, it adds up. It was pricey. And then, you know, we had two because they were, they were close together. And so um, he's just like, man, you know. That's why everybody goes the family route if you can. Like, please, if you could just. And my aunt owned a daycare center out of her home. Like, you know, she, um, like, throughout the 80s to, to the early 90s, she had the daycare in her home. And so, like, if you go to her house, she would have the, the you know, the little – Cookie Monster and Big Bird in the window. It was embarrassing when I lived there because, like, oh, you live in the house with the with the goofy Sesame Street, you know, joints in the window. I was like, yeah, that's that's me right there. This is back at the time where they roasted you for anything mm-hmm. and like you know you're uncertain, you know your your insecurities are at level ten. So it's like, yeah, that, well, no, no, I, I live I live in the garage behind it, just me, you know, as a man. It's just weights in there. No bed. It's just a weight bench and a bowl for me to eat animals alive. Did she watch your kids, your aunt? No, 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 because uh, this is in Chicago. I had the boys in uh, New Mexico, so um, no. Um, It would have been cool to have the family. I like the family dynamic when it comes to watching the kids, if you got a solid family. Mm -hmm. Like, just because they family don't mean they're good to watch the kids. You know, some some family members are horrible individuals. But, um... I don't mean just my. I'm just talking families in general, because uh, a lot of times when you hear about you know kids that have gotten you know molested and stuff, a lot of times it's family. Yeah, and so it's scary. But um, the daycare center, because I used to, I used to, we lived in the basement of her place. Like when we moved to that side of Chicago, we moved from a certain area, moved, stayed with her, and so we were in the basement. Me, my mom, my brother, and you know Chicago basements. If you're not familiar with Midwest, Midwest basements, it's a whole nother apartment. Right underneath the house. So, you know, we down there, you know, fully functional. And um, she would have the kids upstairs. So I would go up there. And then I started, I was like, you know what, let me try babysitting. As it, like when we moved, me and my mom and my brother moved to an apartment about two blocks away. I was like, I was like, Katie, can I uh, start watching one of the kids that you have? And, you know, try to make some money myself. I watched this kid named Patrick. And uh, I watched him for like two 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 days and I was like I can't do it. Two full days. Yeah, he was getting on my nerves, man. You know what I couldn't, I couldn't, have, I didn't have the patience for Patrick. And I was like, I was like maybe uh, twelve, thirteen at the time, maybe thirteen. I thought I could do it. I was like, you know what? <sighs> I started babysitting about that age. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I couldn't. Uh... Now when I think back, Patrick was easy work, but I was a kid then. I yeah. Like, nah, man too much going on you gotta have patience mm-hmm. because if you say something rude that could stick with them for their entire life right right so you gotta be really like mm-hmm. you know you're working with 
a child of God. You got to think like you're really working with right. someone special. Mm-hmm. And no matter what they say or what they do, how much they get on your nerves, right. only do something that's going to be beneficial for the mm-hmm. kid. I don't watch kids anymore. Yeah. FYI. Because that, I don't a, know. That's a muscle that you have to, to be able to not, you know, say the wrong thing at any moment. I remember I had one babysitter who said to said to me, she's like, I wish I only could only only had to babysit one of you. And she said, like, my little sister. And I was uh, like, oh, you mean the two of us? And she's like, no, just Mary. And I was like, oh, I still remember that. And I man. still remember how her life turned out. And I was kind of like laughing about it. <laughs> you never forgot that moment. Never forgot that what moment. What did she have on? Do you remember the outfit? Oh, my God. She had a terrible 80s perm. <laughs> And she she made a lot of bad decisions, a lot of bad decisions. And she actually ended up moving in. This was when we were in Attleboro. She ended up moving in with one of the not-so-savory men on the mm-hmm. street. And I think her babysitting us kind of messed up her entire life. Wow. So that was Wait, really babysitting sad. y'all messed up her entire life? Because she was also the type to, like, take us to the mall when she wasn't supposed to take us to the mall. Uh, okay. And I remember my mom asking, like, what happened to your hat? I was like, oh, I lost it at the mall. It's probably why she didn't like me that much. And she's like, why were you at the mall? You're supposed mm-hmm. to be at home. Mm-hmm. And then so she fell into the wrong crowd around our house. Not that we were in the crowd, but, right. you know, she's young and impressionable. And it kind of ruined her whole life. What? what how old were you? I was like... Okay, so this was Attleboro, Massachusetts. I had to have been like four or five. Okay. So I, we didn't do anything wrong. My mom didn't do anything wrong. Right. She just was very like, she was a teenager. She right. just wanted to be with the cool kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the cool kids are on the, those guys around the house who driving motorcycles, right. listening to the hair bands. And it's just. Y'all were just money to her. And, you know, apparently you, you, you were doing too much as a four-year-old to where she singled you out. And she was like, man, I wish I could just babysit one of y'all. And then you you had to ask further questions. I probably shouldn't have. I was four. How was I supposed you to know? You should have just been like, I assume she means me. and Because if both of y'all had that mindset, y'all would have never probed further to get the real. And then, unfortunately, you on the Now, I asked your sister. She like, man, one of the best things that was ever said to me was, uh, I wish I could only babysit one of you. She was talking about me. It that really boosted my confidence throughout life. It's true. It could have been a race thing as well mm-hmm. because a babysitter was white and my sister, because I'm mixed, and my sister's full. Oh, okay. So she, that I always think oh, about so that with babysitters. we got a racial element in there, man. Possibly. I don't know. I don't want to think badly of this person. Although, obviously, already I, had, I already, badly. yeah, I already. <laughs> <laughs> you was already there. You know what I mean? All right. Like, maybe, maybe it was a racial component. Maybe. Mary always, they always liked Mary more. I'm just going to say a lot of our paler babysitters seem to like Mary more. Interesting. Very interesting. I don't want to say why. Maybe they were more familiar with doing the hair. My mom did my hair. Uh-huh. Every week she would, six hours, I had long braids, small yeah. braids. She would sit there and she would do the braids. And no other baby, she was like, don't mess with her hair. You're just going to mess it up. Right. There's there's levels to this. Wow. That's, I wonder what she's doing right this minute. Uh, I don't think she made very good life choices, this yeah. babysitter. Who knows, man? If you're out there watching. I remember what you said. <laughs> I remember what you said way back in the day. <laughs> I held on to it to this very day, this very moment. 
Man, I was trying to remember. I remember stuff teachers would say to me, like, because uh, I don't really remember babysitters, like, uh, growing up. I remember this one babysitter I had. She was a homeless woman, actually. Like, I didn't find that out till later. I was like, you had a homeless woman babysitting me? She could have kidnapped me and sold me to the highest bidder on the streets. I thought I don't know if there's a racket for that, but like, oh, I got this kid right here. Look at him. He's robust, chubby. He can do stuff for you. You know what I'm saying? $200. Uh, <laughs> but she was great. Like, I remember her. She, I remember she always had on this blue robe because apparently she would shower while she was at our place or bathe. You know, I forget if we had a bath or a shower in there. Not knowing that you know, that was probably her only shower, you know, for the week or the, or the, the the day that's the only place she could shower because she was always robed up mm-hmm. at our house, you know. I'm like, why she always got the robe on? You know what I mean? But she would read like to me. She would read my comic books to me, and I was like, man, I like I like her. Her name was Adaya, and um, found out she was homeless. I was like, what? You know, but I loved her though. She was great. She was uh she was really nice. And then um after that, I don't really remember too much babysitters going on cuz I'm the youngest of three boys. So a lot of times it was just me and my brothers at home and uh you know, my mom would go out. So my brothers watched me a lot. I would go go with them on, you know, they hanging out, they playing football in the park. I'm with them. I remember I got caught up in the tackle one time. Like I was on the field and then the tackle and then you know, the ball or just the human ball of contact and physicality was just getting closer to me. I didn't move. You you know those cartoons with his fist of cuffs and it's just a ball of smoke and you see a fist and X come up and then, you know, and then I was just looking at it and then I got caught up in the tackle, nosebleed. I was just like, ugh. <laughs> Hello, why did you move? No. And, uh, so they would just take me on their adventures through the city of Chicago. And then uh, then after that, like, you know, I started pretty much watching myself. Uh, you get to a certain age. I can do this. I could, I want the responsibility. I always wanted the responsibility of stuff growing up. Like, I want to cook my own food. I want to I wanna babysit a kid. And then I was like, nah, look out, you know. Nah. But at least I got the opportunity, you know what I'm saying? They trusted me enough to give me a shot. I feel bad for the mom of that kid because she needed me, you know, mm-hmm. clearly. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I felt bad for that. But, you know, you live and you learn. I was young. I apologize. Well, it's better that you understood your limits and didn't try to push right. it further and hurt uh, Patrick, you said? Patrick is his name, yeah. wonder what he's up to now. But um, so, and then I remember, because I remember learning how to cook myself. I started out with eggs. Eggs mm-hmm. are always the go-to. That's the introduction to cooking your own food and then i was i was making burgers inside the oven like i was broiling them then i moved to the skillet mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's just huge patties and just like yeah you know and then uh i just feel grown i was like yo i'm cooking my own meals i'm out here after school you know who's gonna tell me anything i felt like i was on wall street with a briefcase and a, just a full pension health insurance you know, I had none of this, but that's what it felt like. And so I think about my kids in that sense, like, do they want the independence? How do they feel? You know, now, now especially my, my youngest son, in college. Mm-hmm. Like he was out of the house at 17, technically. And so that's that's like, here you go, you know, and it's just. You have to have the independence. Mm-hmm. 
Even if you don't want to be like, oh, I have to get married because I can't cook, I can't do laundry, so I got to settle down with the first person comes around that can cook a burger. You have to be, you you know, you have to be choosy with your spouse. Absolutely, man. Everybody can't coexist in the same house. People downplay the coexistence in the same house aspect of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they just be like, we're in love, so we're going to move in together. You you got to, you got to, once you look past that little layer of hearts and eyes, you got to get down to the bare bones of like, you know, are they messy? Do they clean up? You know, are they, are they cluttery? Can they, you know, do they do, do they show initiative on the cleanup? Mm-hmm. Dude, man, you got to factor all this in because then it, it'll tap into the romance. Oh, yeah. Well, if you are constantly cleaning up after somebody, oh. and then it, you're less attracted to them. Yeah, you resent them. Like, you just don't never clean up shit. Look at you, man. You know what I'm saying? Quote, take the trash out for once. You know, just little things just build up and then. Next thing you know, resentment. Or is this person willing to let things slide? Mm-hmm. You know, like how how laid back are they really? Because you could be laid back in public, but right. if someone leaves a glass in the sink, right. that's a good test to see how chill a person is on the inside. Right. Like, I'm going to leave this glass in the sink mm-hmm. for two days. Ugh. See? <laughs> see that thing? I'm just, you know, I don't like stuff sitting in the sink too long. Yeah. I just don't like it, man. Finish the task. I'm not falling for the letting it soak community. The letting it soak people. I was letting it soak for two days. I'm not buying the letting it soak, man. Chaz used to do that to me. I was letting it soak. No, you wasn't. You just didn't get around to washing the dishes. You can let it soak for, for a couple hours, okay, if you got that tough you know, and it shouldn't even have got that tough to begin with because you had it sitting on the stove. Now it's super crusty. Now you gotta let it soak for two days. Well, you gotta put some dishwashing liquid mm-hmm. in some water and then put it back on the stove for five minutes. Yeah. That'll come all off. See? Five minutes. I'm not falling for the let and don't fall for the letting it soak community. If you living with a letting it soaker, put them on blast, man. Call them out. I'm sick of it. What else we got going? We have besides dishes and babysitting. We have a new study out of Utrecht University mm-hmm. that shows the children of older parents had fewer behavioral problems than those born to younger parents. This takes into account socioeconomic factors, like the older parents made more money. Mm-hmm. Um, said Tony and Keon can't here. Tony, why do you think older parents have better behaved children? Hmm. Well, it could, it could be a number of things, like uh, more structure. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like if you're older, you're, you're probably more solidified in your scheduling, in your time, and just the structure. Like, you know, let's say let's say your older parent, you've got your career is like rock solid. You got the solid schedule, so you know, boom, I need somebody to watch the kids from here to there, boom. Everything's just more, because like when you're young, you might still be in college, your, your your class schedules change, and then from there you, you try you trying to look for a job, mm-hmm. and you find a job. You got to really cater to whatever schedule you can find at the time, because you know after you get out of college, ain't no guarantee you're gonna get a job out the gate, Mm-mm. even with a degree. So you just taking what you can get. You might work night shifts. It's all kind of uncertainty and stuff. But when you're older, you've been working with the same company for a long time. Schedule set. You got money set aside. You know, so you got good quality daycare going. 
the scheduling, then your mind, you're older in your mind, you're more, you're more uh, grounded, probably more focused on the kids at this time. You know, you might not be running around chasing after lovers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can just really focus on the kids, make time for them. And so, so when they do misbehave, you're right there to be like, no, this is why we do this. No, do this, that, and the third. And then, so I think all of that might play into, you know, why they're, why they're more behaved from the older parents. Like, I, I look at, like, you look at, like, actors all the time and, like, you know, a lot of them have children when they're old. Mm-hmm. You know, you be seeing like they be in their forties with their first kid, fifties. I think George Clooney just had his first yeah, child twins. recently. He had mm-hmm. twins, right? And he's in his fifties. Yeah, and that, she's that's, younger, but that's his debut. Mm-hmm. And so he's coming with a fully realized life and life experiences, and and just like a total life perspective that he can put to his children. That's just you know, and I'm sure he's like super focused on. Because he didn't live life to the fullest. What what hasn't George Clooney done at this point? Yeah. So now this is something completely new to him. This is, you know, I've traveled the world. I've done this. I've done that. I've done charity, you know, movies, parties. You know, I've done all that. Mm-hmm. Now this is a new thing that I can just really focus on. And so now these kids are getting, you know, great, like, undivided attention. It's just different. And you know a lot of a lot of people in society are like man you got to have the kids when you're young you're getting too old I think older parents would be fantastic. If you had a a child now, mm-hmm. how do you think it would be different? What would you do differently? Um, well, if I had a child now, I would feel bad because I'm traveling more mm-hmm. now. I'm traveling more now than I ever have in my career, so I would be gone. So I'd feel terrible. Like, <laughs> like man, you know. I would I would have to be at a place where let's let's say you ask me this question I'm where I am now mentally but I I've already traveled and toured so now I'm more secure with my my money's nice and I'm working locally like let's say I'm on a sitcom mm-hmm. so and we shoot here um it would be great cuz I I could really focus on you know the kids or kid and like from an older perspective more solid cuz like when I had the boys you know, I was still in college trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, like, you know, figure out what I really wanted to do for a living. And so, you know, I'm stressed about that internally. You know what I mean? And so hopefully it doesn't it doesn't spring forth on the kids, but it's like. How can you avoid it? Right. And so now where I'm more, I know my purpose in life as a man now, career-wise. Um, I just have a more chill internal operation system now and so when it comes to parenting i'm more chill relax whatever they may need i don't really stress about it financially mm-hmm. you know it's just a different and so i could just be more chill and just like focus on like the basic things of like you know just teaching them things and doing stuff with them and showing them stuff so i feel like i would be an even better parent now yeah yeah i'm glad i didn't have kids in my 20s or my teens i don't think i I think I was too selfish, and I yeah. think that they would have been like a, an accessory instead of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's the main component—the selfish factor. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you're older, I, I feel like you're less selfish. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's probably a huge piece to the puzzle. Then the the selfish. You know, you're just trying to get your own life together, and then you get this other life that's waiting for you to help mold it. You like. Ah. 
ah, you're trying to divide the time up. But when you're older, already done life, you figured out, you you mastered the life game. Mm-hmm. Now you can come and blaming kids for ruining your life for trying to live through them through sports. If it wasn't for you, I could have been a. On, no, man. you couldn't. Nah, man. Don't, don't put that on them. Yeah, and most of the time parents say that, like, you weren't doing that anyway. Right, exactly. Don't Why pin that on us. Yeah. So we have some questions. I feel mm-hmm. bad Keon's not here because so let's just ask this first. I'll ask you this question. Dora K. 2012 asks, how did y'all pick your kids' names? Did your wives pick them or did you have a say? Oh, okay. For, for me, uh I noticed Keon's kids, they both got the K, mm-hmm. the Keelan, the Kendrick. And I was like, Keon had a hand in all of this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, well, of course, I can't speak for them. I don't know how they did it. But uh, for me, I came up with the name Serene. Uh, it's a mixture of the two words, certain and rain. Mm-hmm. So it's the definition of those two things combined because serene you know to be certain is is you, you want to deal with people that are certain about a lot of things and so certainty like you know if somebody's coming through for you certainly you know you you want to hear that you want you want that type of uh energy uh it can't be bad you know for certain you're gonna fail seventh grade and be like, oh man you sure <laughs> but she went to summer school you made it up i made it up you know what i'm saying but certainly i failed but uh, and then rain, rain is the natural element. Like without rain, we 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 die as a planet, um, and so you know it's vital to our existence. So I just combined those two words to serene, and I just love the sound of it. Um, their mother and I both have C as our middle names, mm-hmm. so you know one of the boys they had like C names, so serene, boom, and then. Uh, sincere is the definition of the word sincere. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you you really mean what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? And so I just changed the spelling of it, get the C component in there, and then here we are. So that's how um, that's how the boys were named. And, you know, luckily uh, Re agreed with the name. She was like, I like these. And then we went forward. And here they are, fully realized, unique names. In the yeah. community, yeah. So. Imagine my mom, my my mom's sister, and her mom are all C's. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's Claudia Carroll. Boom, you know the C's work, and you know my middle name is Charles, so it's like boom, C. <laughs> I was almost a ABC kid because my initials are ACB. I was like, man, almost. I know that for some reason my parents are going through an African phase when mm. we were born. So me, my dad, all my dad's kids are the most African names, yeah. and me and my brother have super African names, and then nobody could pronounce them. So my brother is uh, Obasi, uh-huh. which is like a Nigerian name, and my middle name is Eno Obasi. I'm like, why did you? Eno Obasi. Why did you choose that name? Yeah. Why did you do that? It's and dope, though. Eno Obasi? And yeah. then my first name is not spelled how it says. It was just difficult. They were yeah. going through like a very difficult period when they were like, we're going to name this person <laughs> something no one's ever going to say. Yeah. is going to build her character up to the extreme. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. Do you like your middle name? I do not like my middle name. Ah. Eno about How do you spell that? Guess it, how to spell that. What is it? Uh, if I had to spell it, Eno Abasi. Oh, man. that's. If I was at gunpoint, I'm sure I would be shot to pieces. What does it mean, though? It means gift of God. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, but Obasi's name means God. That's that's a bit much to be naming your kid I God. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a lot of pressure with that. 
<laughs> a lot of pressure. But, you know, I like him. This was during the Rastafarian phase mm-hmm. of the 80s. There was going to be an African king that brought everyone together. Yes. We're going to go back. We're going to live in Africa. Yeah, it didn't turn out that way. Nah. So. <laughs> Just keep in mind, if you're going through a phase, parents, that phase might end in 10 years. Your kid's going to live 80, 90 years. <laughs> I think that I like the middle name. Man, y'all chime in. Do y'all like Maya's middle name? And spell it in the in the caption if you can for the people. <laughs> I'm gonna see if they can spell it. Yeah. I couldn't spell it till I was. They like gonna that. cheat though. They gonna go to Google. Can't trust anybody now. Here's an interesting question, mm-hmm. and this can apply to comedy and other things as well. Okay. It says friends with the dealer asks. Anyway, I always wondered what are some pitfalls that you guys have witnessed great or potential great comedians go through, like seeing a guy on stage and he's killing it, and then you look up and he's either barely around or just quit altogether. I remember you guys discussing how pessimistic comedians can be. Is it somewhat of a good trait for a comedian to be sad and emo or not emotional at all in order to write good material? I really I really think it, it just depends on the individual. Like, you know, it's a lot of uh, pessimistic, negative comedians off stage, but they're hilarious on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it's certain comedians that I know, like, you know, I love watching them work, but then on stage, don't 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 come over here. <laughs> don't don't even don't even come over here, man. But it's like it's just like that. Like, you know, and it's probably like that. You look at all the great comedians of all time, it's probably it's probably always something. Like look at look at all the stuff Richard Pryor went through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a human being. And like, you know, he's considered to be, you know, the epitome of great stand up. And, like, you know, as a human, as a father, as, a, you know, he had his demons and stuff like that. So it really just depends on the comedian. And as far as, like, you know, when they disappear, some some just get out the game. Like, you know, it's a lot It's a lot to deal with. Uh, it's a lot of pressure to always come up with new material. That's why, like, you know, the best comedians, the, the ones that, you know, stand the test of time, they're always working, they always, they r- genuinely love stand-up. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at a guy like, let's say Jerry Seinfeld, who's one of my influences uh, as a stand-up comedian, he seems like, at least the energy I get from him, like a, a regular guy mm-hmm. in terms of just like how he lives his life, his energy, watching his stand-up and you know watching him in interviews, he seemed to grow up with good parents. You know, and just he just love he just genuinely love stand up and the art of it, and like you know you know people probably get on his nerves. That's that's human nature, but like it it doesn't seem like he did drugs. It doesn't seem like he battled with alcoholism. It, it just seemed like he was just a guy that loved stand up, and he's he's considered one of the greats. He had a great TV show, great career, and he still does stand up. Mm. You know what I mean? And like. You got other cats that, you know, pulling their penis out and jerking it off in front of women and, like, you know, drug abuse, you know, this, that, and the third, alcohol and, like, issues with the cops and, like, it's just always something. Um, and th- those cats can be great, too. So it really just depends. Like, when you when, when comedians look at my life and they be like, man, you just, you don't drink, you don't do nothing. Like, you know, I, I've had my issues, you know what I mean, in terms of, like, um just like life issues like divorce and like you know um you know self-doubt all of that but ultimately you know 
I figure, I feel like I've had a normal, you know, life. You know, I, you know, grew up on the south side of Chicago. I witnessed a murder. You know, you did. Yeah. When did you witness a murder? Have you told that story? I did. Like, I don't know if I did it on Daddy Issues though, but it was like it wasn't like a straight up. I seen every piece of the crime, but it was like you know, a cab driver got shot in the head right in front of the house, and so, you know, and I looked out of the uh, the mail slot in the door. And I was like, you know, and then I seen the guy run back towards Stayway Projects, and then the 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 cab driver staggered to the to the motel across the street. He died over there in the uh, in the little cafe, and I was just like, and so we had the we had the blood stains on the sidewalk right outside from the, and it was just, and this is like elementary school, so I was just like, man, this is how life is everywhere. You know? Not everywhere. Yeah, but that's what I was because you know Chicago was my reality, so it was just like this is how it is everywhere, you know. And so, yeah, but it it, it wasn't like you know um, that really damaged me hard. I'm sure it had an effect, but like you know, as far as like hard damage, self destructive behavior, like now. But you know, drugs and alcohol within the family dynamic, you know, that that played a part on me in terms of how I view drug use and like, mm-hmm. you know, drinking all the time. That played a factor because it was like, man, I don't want to do that, you know. And yeah. so all of those elements come into play and then you know, so I really don't think that um and then you got comedians that were hilarious doing it, killing it. They just gave it up either to focus on family uh, maybe the business just got to them. You know, everybody has like a unique story as to why they continue with comedy or just stop doing it. And there's other kinds of comedy. You can be a writer. Mm-hmm. You can you can still be in the comedy world, right. but not stand up, but right. not doing uh, direct stand up every night, which right. is is obviously hard because it starts at eight, mm-hmm. and then you you're probably not going to be. I don't know. For a fact, but it's going to be hard to wake up at 6 to get the kids off to school. Right. Yeah, because you were up all night. You know what I mean? Especially in New York, man. They'd be up late over there. So, you just it just, it just really depends. So, there's that. And this can also apply to life, too, because a lot of people let pitfalls and bumps in the road completely ruin mm-hmm. the path that they were on. Right. And it's just like, this is just a road bump. You know, you can get over this. Yeah. Some people just fall off the road on one bump. It'd be like a speed bump, and then they veer off. <laughs> they just jerk the wheel, go over the cliff, the car blows up. They just like. Don't get caught up in speed bumps. <laughs> it's just a speed bump. Life goes on. Okay, here's a question from Stimson J. Cat. Question, Tony and Keon, has anyone ever told you that they were surprised that you were a good parent? When my daughter was around three or four, my brother said I- I shocked him by how good of a mother I was because he always thought I was spoiled and selfish. Mm. Uh, I've never gotten that uh, compliment. That could either mean they don't think I'm a good enough parent or that they just always saw like, I think he would be a good dad. So I don't know because I've never gotten the the comment like, man, I was surprised. I've always, it's usually always been like, man, you're a good dad. And that's, that's all I pretty much get, so. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids turned out great. Yeah. Both of them. You know, and uh, I put a lot of that on Re. You know what I mean? Like, but um, yeah, I guess uh, people saw it. Uh, you see Chili dancing to her son's song. Uh. Uh-uh. You didn't see. She looks the same. 
Oh, yeah. She hasn't changed a Chili bit. Chili looks amazing. And she's still got all the moves fast right. and tight like that. So she's her son, who I guess is grown, I had no idea right. that she could have a kid that was grown. Uh -huh. She put out a video on her Instagram dancing to it. Yeah. You going to do that? Dance to my, yeah. Why not? You know what I'm saying? I post this, I post this music on my page anyway, so like, why not? Will we'll choreograph a dance? Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be trash because my knees... <laughs> My knees would be like, nah, Tone, don't do this. My knees retired. When did your knees retire? I don't know if they're fully retired, but I can tell, like, one false move, my knees would be like, they're going to pack their suitcases. I know a lot of people who, are, they say the same thing. Some of them are, like, 19, though, and they yeah. say their knees just will not go down Man. for squats or anything like that. My knees. Like, like when I do exercises like that, my knees are like, ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 ho. And so, you know, my, sometimes when I'm going up the steps to my apartment, my, my left knee would be like, oh, you know. You have a, a brace nah. that you can put on? I would definitely mm. recommend that because that will yeah. take some of the strain off your knee. I know okay. I skate with this girl, and she's she's much, much younger than me. Uh, but her knee's checked out. Yeah. Her knee's checked out a long time ago. So she wears this little thing. It looks like a like a headband, but it's, it's stronger to go under the knee uh -huh. to give her some more support uh -huh. on her landing leg. See? And I don't even have a landing leg, but man, my knees, I, my knees ain't got no reason to check out. What is your, basketball or? I played football, but I didn't play that long. I I didn't get an injury. You know, I only played like one year. That's weird. Mm, maybe my knee is just like, nah, maybe, maybe you, I don't work my knees enough. Do you see a specialist? I would see nah. a specialist about that because you know what? You're still young in the grand scheme yeah. of things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like a serious like knee problem, but it's just I just notice I'm very in tune with what my body is doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, what's up with my knee? You know, so I don't know. If you have any tips for Tony's knees, if you could leave them in the comment <laughs> section below, his left knee. And we're going to end that. We're going to end the show on my knee. You know, not begging, but just like, please. Anyway, uh, don't forget to. Uh, if you have any questions for Daddy Issues, ask us in the comment section of the YouTube page, and we'll tackle them on the show. Thank you all for writing the questions, by the way. Um, Keon will be back on the next uh, episode. Hopefully, Keelan's all right. Let me, I'm going to do a check-in now. Hopefully, we got some uh, some updates. Uh, not yet. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. So, we'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated. Hopefully, Keelan's fine. Keelan's my little guy, too, man. He's great. Um... Uh, you can find me anywhere, Tony Baker Comedy, on anything. Uh, I'm bringing Verbal Cardio back, so stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, you want you want people to find you, Maya? My Instagram is all art. You can follow me at Maya Paints, M-A-Y-E-P-A-I-N-T-S. It's it's mostly art. Yeah, she can paint too, like for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? True artist. Um, and uh, Keon Poli, you can find him at KeonPoli.com, Keon Poli on Instagram, uh, and holler at him. Make sure, you know, everything's good to go. And, uh, yeah, we out here.